And now, Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. Um, yeah. I finally put up, like, finally covered the giant metal thing. I know. And it was ringing yeah, it's in here. looking much more professional in here yep. now. Yeah, packing blankets all over the place. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, something I want. I haven't been tweeting out, but I have meant to, is uh, just how disgusting my studio is right now and how ashamed <laughs> I am of it. And maybe mm-hmm. that can uplift some people to yep. be... Because usually we're all taking pictures of our studios looking yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, look at us. This. I'm, I was like, here's the pit. Shell, why are you making noise? On that note, I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Gordon McGlattery. And this is Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. Yeah. We um, were talking about messy studios. Yes. We're in one um, right I'm now. totally guilty of the like posting pictures when i clean up my studio like, yeah, yeah, my, yeah my home desk setup totally i'll clean it up and i'll post a picture so i'm gonna i'm gonna go home today because my place is a wreck mm-hmm. and post a picture of that yeah i want to post a it's my studio is the grossest it's ever been <laughs> my cats you know they've they've fucked up my life yep the Gray cat can open the door to my studio now so the no uh, the no cats rule is is done. over is done yeah um, I and don't even send me advice. I've tried everything. <laughs> okay, so it was so it's a sliding door that doesn't lock. It's a wooden right. it's a wooden sliding door from the eighties. Right. So yeah, you know, okay. That goes into the wall. Yeah. He can basically nose it enough out of the groove that he can get his claws around it. Yeah. So he just kind of shoves his face into it and wedges it sideways. <laughs> just frictions it out of there. Yeah. Enough that he can get his paw behind it and then open it. And then go either th- it was hot in the summer, mm-hmm. so I wanted to have my screen open, my door open in the screen. Well, he got in, just plowed a hole through the screen yeah. in like 30 seconds. Yeah. So fast. I didn't, I don't know when it happened, but suddenly there was just a cat-sized, a gray cat-sized hole in my screen. Yeah. Not on the ground, by the way. Uh-huh. Like three feet up. <laughs> right in the middle. He has to climb up and then, yeah, and and then, then go through. through, which is also really good for the screen. 18-pound cat <laughs> climbing through it. So... I've the first advice I got was from my friend John. He yep. said, dilute some hot sauce in water, spray mm-hmm. it on the door. Did that, did nothing. Uh, second advice I got double sided sticky tape. Yep. So went on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah got some ones. carpet. No, I got carpet, carpet tape. tape. Yeah. 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 Wait, the, ca- the cat tape is like 30 bucks. The carpet yeah. tape is the exact same thing. It's like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that worked for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then he figured out he could. He, he no, he just stopped caring. <laughs> it just went for yeah, it. Yeah, he just all the hair came off of his face. <laughs> he just kept shoving his face into it. He just has a very high tolerance for pain. Like outside is so important to him. Yeah, that he'll put up with anything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's kind of a Bruce Willis thing. This cat has <laughs> like he'd crawl he'd crawl over glass. Yeah, to go chase some mice. <laughs> and so then I tried to double whammy it like Carolina Reaper hot sauce. <laughs> Diluted in water, not that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Caitlin came in the house and was pretty mad at me because suddenly (laughs) her asthma was acting up, and I was, I was like coughing and was like, I shouldn't have done this. This is gonna kill him. Yeah, this is gonna kill him. No, he's now biting the double sided. So I'm spraying hot sauce on double sided tape at this point. And he's like, and he's biting, biting the double sided tape and using the hot sauce laden double sided tape, pulling the door open like that. Yep. And then get into the great outdoors. So my only only solution now is to just have my screen, have my glass door closed, mm-hmm. 
and my sliding door open. Also, the other solution is we just got to goddamn let him outside and strata. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Won't do it's that. either everybody in the house is miserable or everybody's happy in strata. Maybe somebody will complain every three months. Yeah. Strata is a homeowner's association for Americans mm-hmm. who don't know the term. So that means there's cat hair all over my carpet. Our vacuum broke. I haven't got a new one. <laughs> I don't feel like hand-wiping it up. Yeah. I've been very, very busy. Uh, finishing Wander Song, announcement number one at the Yay! front of the podcast. So that is done-ish. You were saying some of it has gone up to... I went to click the button. Okay. And my distributor site went down. Oh. So, or it won't, let, it won't let me log in, and it won't let me try to retain my password, so it's just giving an error. So It collapsed under so the weight of the, the Wander Song yeah, soundtrack. I couldn't <laughs> handle the soundtrack. <laughs> Too many waves. Uh, so soon, but soon. Soon, soon I'm going to try to get when I get home. And it has to go up very soon because yeah. there's a delay and we're releasing pretty soon. Totally. We're releasing. We announced it. March. No, what month is it? September? Yeah, it's September. September 27th. Sweet. The day before my mom's birthday. Don't go try to break into her bank account. <laughs> uh, what, what else you got to announce? Anything else? Nothing else to announce. We have a bunch of fun stuff in the works that we should be able to announce soon. I think after Wandersong kind of finished, I kind of went on a bit of a job-getting spree. Yeah. But a lot of it also just fell in her lap. I didn't, um, yeah, we kind of lucked out, I think. People nice. people came to us at an opportune time. Sweet. So that was um, good. I am completely behind on any personal project of my own because my energy levels have just been yeah, that blah. Yeah, uh, sorry, man. I think, I think one of the side effects of one of the drugs I'm on, I'm on new drugs, mm-hmm. and I think one of them is, like, tired. Just, but I can't remember. Right. I can't remember all the side effects from all the things. Mm-hmm. But now I'm on uh, anti-malaria drugs and uh, organ rejection drugs. How are those dreams? Which, <laughs> they're, they're so far they're okay. I've had I've heard funny a lot of stories of crazy dreams from anti-malarial drugs. Yeah, it's funny because it's like it's obviously I don't have malaria. Yeah, like that's not my problem. It's autoimmune stuff, but it's like. Big thing when you get the, like, handout from the pharmacist of, like, here's the drug you're on. It's used for malaria and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, sort of, like, a footnote paragraph at the end. Oh, uh, actually, it's also used for um, autoimmune issues. We don't really know why, but it works for some people. <laughs> it does something. So, so I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> might, as well, might as well try colloidal silver while you're at it, man. Yeah, so I haven't, got a, I haven't got my personal projects done as much as I would like to, but I've got some stuff in the works. Maybe next podcast I'll make some announcements. But... I am talking at GameSound Con in October, so... That's rad. Uh, I was toying with going, maybe. Yeah. But I don't really have a big reason to, other than I haven't been before. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a talk on the remastering of Mark of the Ninja. Cool. And I'm on a panel with a bunch of cool people uh, that's about composers who want to be sound designers. Oh, so interesting. I'm, being the, I'm the, the salty sound designer. That could be volatile. <laughs> Or what's the angle? It's the angle is to help composers, composers. who want to be sound designers. Oh, like okay. what do you, what do you you know you're a composer. What do you need to know? Right. You know, like what's some of the things that might trip you up from doing sound design? Okay. Like, what are the little differences that are the gotchas? And yeah, yeah, stuff? yeah. So a very positive encouragement. Staying with our positive, helpful. Yeah. Theme. Not you know you know get me on a bad day. I just be like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> just stick to composing. <laughs> you're not gonna like it. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, not that. <laughs> All glory goes to the composers. Um, that's that's my big 
announcement, which mm-hmm. would be cool. So hopefully I will see some of you, maybe even you, Gord, uh, maybe. in L.A. in October. There is a, also another thing up in the air where I might go to Paris in October. Very, Sweet. I think it's very unlikely because I yep. think I'll have to pay for a lot of it. But I would also like to go to Paris. Yeah, that'd be dope. So that would be I've, cool. I've been to the Paris airport. That's it. I've never <laughs> went set foot through, in Europe. I've never I went set foot in Europe. through it to go to a, something else. <laughs> no, it's a it's a one of the continents I've never touched. Yeah. So that would be cool. That just came up today, though. So I have yeah. a lot of thinking to do, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legitimizing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my car got second place in a car show. Yeah, that's a good enough. That's actually the most exciting thing that's happened to me in a while. We're, we're, uh, if, we're pers- if we're talking about personal yeah. projects, the Nissan Pulsar yeah, got, you, second, got second place nostalgic Nissan at the Vancouver All-Japanese Classics Car Show. That was dope. That was fantastic. Unexpected. Haven't got a trophy since I played hockey as a kid, probably. <laughs> we're, we're rapidly turning into Beards, Cats, Cars, and Indie Game Audio. Yeah. The C is interchangeable at this point. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what's come over me. It's ridiculous. It's just really weird. Turned into a car person. Yeah. Do you have any extra car spots I can put cars in? Any parking <laughs> Any parking spots? That's the funny thing about Vancouver is there's nobody we know lives in the suburbs or has garages. So yep. if people want to be car people, they have to, like, rent their friends' underground parking spaces mm-hmm. downtown. And people will just have cars scattered all over the city that probably are untouched most of the time. Yeah. It's just like well, a very bad form of gear acquisition system. Yeah, yeah. Being a syndrome. Gear acquisition when it comes to being a car person is bad. Yeah. Like it takes over your living cars. room, your yard, like and everything. Then you, then you get into like, well, I bought two of the same car. Because I needed a parts car. Neither of them actually runs. But if I put the two of them together, I, I can, can make get... one shitty super <laughs> yeah. Franken car. But that's going to take a while. So you've got like two cars stored somewhere, yeah. neither of which you can drive. Yeah, none of that. I don't think you're going to do that. Good. I did. <laughs> my my most prideful moment was replacing the taillight myself that I mentioned I crunched yep. last podcast with Danny. Um, and I painted it myself because mm-hmm. it, it arrived and it was in good shape, but it was the wrong color and the pinstripe yeah. was in the wrong spot. So yep. I had to remove the pinstripe myself, find out the paint code, mm-hmm. buy the paint, paint it myself, and nope. it looks pretty good. Way to go. I did that the day before the car show. Yeah. Finished at like 2 in the morning <laughs> and uh, got second place. Nice. $2,600 car. Award-winning yeah, $2,600 award-winning, car. Punching above its weight, I tell yep. you what. <laughs> anyway, awesome. sound stuff. Back game audio. We have an office. Yeah. That is... Our biggest news. Mm-hmm. And how this has been affecting work, uh, I don't know. I love it. How So how often are you at the office? Twice a week, probably. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's there every, almost every day. Mm-hmm. Em is there almost every day. I think Em likes to still do a lot of her sound work at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey just bought a townhouse and is renovating, so he's not there <laughs> as much as he would like to be, but he was there today. Yeah. Um, but his townhouse is pretty far out of town, so he's going to be building a studio at home as well. Mm-hmm. And he's got a puppy, yep. so he can't come uh, all the time, Yeah, I guess. It's a it's a needy puppy. But, yeah, it's been really awesome. So I just go there to do my office stuff. Right. And it's been really nice having this sort of segregation of duties because mm-hmm. I can't do music stuff when I'm there. Can't yeah. do it. Right. You don't have all your gear. So Don't have your setup. And I have way fewer distractions. Mm-hmm. I can't snack <laughs> when I run into any kind of... Uh, hurdle, yeah, which is all the time. Uh, which at home, I'm just snacking, yeah, so much. So I get a lot done at the office. I get mm-hmm. a lot done. 
cool. and, I, and I enjoy being there. And it's really nice having a place downtown. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that I can just go to. Yeah, whenever. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, or if I like my phone, you know, my phone is always dead. Yeah. Yes. That's just how I roll. Like every other time you show up to record the podcast, okay, you're like, like, can 3%. I plug my phone in? My yeah. phone's going to die. It, I don't know if it's C- old. Come open the door really quick. My phone's dying. Yeah, it only <laughs> lasts about it lasts about from 10 to 3 p.m. Yeah. So, and if I forget to plug it in during the day, I'm toast. So now I, that doesn't matter either. I, I forgot my phone entirely on Saturday when I was going to meet Seth Rosen downtown. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, if they need to get a hold of me, I can just go to my office. Yeah. And, and hit them on Slack. <laughs> It's yep. great. It would be it would have been like a crisis otherwise. Uh-huh. All my stuff's back in Burnaby. Yeah. So, I'm enjoying having the office. It's really nice being able to communicate closely, which is what you're used to. I know that's why you yeah. work out in the open with the rest of the wild animals. Yep. Uh so, yeah, it's been really nice for Rachel to be able to poke me wherever, or me be able to poke Rachel whenever, not actually poke, like just <laughs> lean back and say, "Hey Rachel." We're not poking each other. What are you doing? Yeah. Um so yeah, my personal productivity has gone up a lot. Rachel cool. seems to like it a lot. Yeah, w- working on your own in isolation is not for everyone. It just becomes so so amorphous so soon. You know, it's so it's... difficult to keep the work life balance under control. Yeah. So I'm planning. I'm working from home tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is like something I'm actually trying to work out doing more often mm-hmm. than I do now because totally I like love being in the studio and out on the floor with everybody. But it's also there's times when you want that, like, okay, I just got to buckle down. It's sort of like difference for you. You get more done at the studio. I do get more done sometimes at home mm-hmm. because that's not my normal yeah. thing. So it's like a break from my normal. And it's like, so mm-hmm. either, both of those ways, it's a it's a break from your normal routine. So it's like shakes it up. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's cool. It's good. I have to come visit the place. Yeah. Anytime. It's close. Yeah. One stop away or something. Yeah. Two stops. One stop. Uh, yeah, so it's it's tiny. Mm-hmm. It is not much bigger than the room we're in right now. <laughs> uh, no, it's probably about the size of this studio. Yeah. The but recording room and the, the recording room control room. And the control room. That's our yeah. whole studio. We have five people working in it. But you didn't, like, build out rooms or anything like that. It's just, like, desks in a room. Everyone it's still desk- works. It's, it's an office. Yeah, just it's it's an not, office. And this is where I feel we're being a bit forward-thinking. Mm-hmm. As sound people, is that we're more game developers than we are sound people a lot of the time. Yeah, and we don't need to be hearing everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But we got nice headphones. We got everyone the Sennheiser HDXX H no H six XX. I don't. I can't remember. They're from that mass drop. Anyway, yeah, yeah. they're the nice. Six, the six the six fifties. Yeah, they're the 650s. So we got we all got the same headphones. The so yeah. so we do have a, like a level of uh, everyone's hearing the same thing there, mm-hmm. and we can get a lot. And I, man, I love those headphones. Yeah, I like them a lot more than my Grados. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've been mixing on I, when I was mastering the Wander Song album, I was going through my bouncing between my speakers and my headphones, and I wound up doing like a lot of it on the headphones. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Um, yeah. I, d- I dig them. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I have a set of those too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to try using them more for work. Yeah. Like, I just have them for listening. Oh, okay. You know, just nice headphones. But mm-hmm. I, should, I, should, I should try using them more for work and see how they... Yeah, they're, how I they mean, they're comfy. Yeah. I've been able to wear them for oh, a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Definitely comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. 
I'm happy with the location. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how long we get to be there because we're subletting, and I know that the company we're subletting from might want to is probably wants to expand. Yeah, you know, within the next couple of years. But so do we. So yeah. that's. I think it's a that good. Works out. I've I've always seen like you guys and the other like sound studio people in town and stuff, and I've always like everyone's always working from home and mm-hmm. remotely and everything, and it's like. That jump to having a physical space that everyone's in is always like, I've seen it as like, this is a big business move and a big expenditure change from everybody working at home. And it's always like, man, it's a big, big risky thing. And I always, I felt like you going to just having an office Mm -hmm. was a smart, like, stepping stone towards that of like, a how do we have just someday? Yeah. How yeah. do we like just having a space? How does the cost of having a studio like reflect back into our our business and everything? And we can get used to that. And then like, yeah. okay, this is cool. It works. Oh, we could really use you know one recording room, so we'll get a like two rooms in an office, or you know, you can. Yeah. Well, it was a pretty easy business decision once the numbers were in our laps. Yeah. Basically, we're paying sixteen hundred bucks a month for rent, and mm-hmm. then there's. Internet on top of that. So it's under 2000 a month. Yeah. Um, and so the question I just had to put to the team is, like, do we think we can be $2,000 more efficient if we're working together more more frequently? Right. And it was a pretty unanimous yes. And how how things are going so far yeah. uh, definitely will be the case, I think. Cool. So it'll pay for itself and then some. Dope. Um, and why I think it's, yeah, forward thinking is because it's a step between. Yeah. Basically. It's not an all or nothing. I feel like the all or nothing is almost an insecurity thing mm-hmm. where it's like if you don't have a cool studio with all the with everything perfect and, you know, a control room with glass and yep. and uh, then more experienced sound people are going to frown on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't care about that. So yeah. I, I am confident we can get 90% of the work done on headphones and then we can do our careful mixes checking for lower range issues, mm-hmm. all that stuff on monitors in a separate area that yep. will either be our back to our home studios yep. or we can set up monitors and do it after hours in the office building. Yeah. Um, we're still going to get treatment and stuff mm-hmm. where that's already on the way. But, yeah, it's an ROI thing. It's just it was a business decision to not go all out yeah. that I stand behind in but our specific case. I think, I mean, I think that's incredibly smart when it comes to working in game audio. Mm-hmm. There's, there is so much about what we do that requires a vast expenditure of, of money to do. Yeah. Gear, microphones, recorders, sample libraries, plugins. Like, it's just, Trips. En- it's endless. Yeah. You know? So, like, being smart about those kind of things is good. <laughs> like, it's really smart. Yeah, I don't like spending money we don't have to spend. Um, yeah. And it would be nice to have a room someday, but I, I really don't see us ever having individual studios. It kind of defeats the purpose of getting a space where we get to work together. Because mm-hmm. then we'd probably, I bet if we all get individual studios, yeah. we'd just be talking to each other on Slack. <laughs> we wouldn't yeah. get up and go to the studio over. Yeah. I don't know what experience with our pals in AAA that all have individual studios is so like. I think it I think it varies person to person. I think yeah. you could vary with the with a certain group of people totally be like we're all in the same studio and we we never see each other all day. Yeah. We just slack at each other. Um I'm someone who craves face-to-face conversation. Mm-hmm. So here, you know, we're always on Slack, but I'm always wandering over to other people's desks to talk to them directly. Mm-hmm. When I was at AAA and had my own little boxy room, 
I was constantly leaving and going and talking to the other guys and like going into their rooms to talk about what we were doing or what I was doing and ask questions and talk through stuff. So, but there was also guys on the team that if I didn't go over to the rooms, yeah, I never saw them all day. Right. You know, so they were that type of like, yeah, I'll, I'll be chatting with them in emails and stuff, but like, yeah, they're in their room. But I was the kind of person that I'm going to go wander around because I need to, I need to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it really depends on what kind of people are yeah. the people in your rooms. So. Yeah, and there are arguments against open office layouts as well. Yeah, ours really doesn't feel like that because it's so small. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I guess it is technically an open office. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think there's pluses and minuses to both, mm-hmm. and it's finding that balance. Yeah, I personally get less done when I'm left to my own devices, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. that, is, that is proven It's really times. easy to distract yourself and do oh, other yeah. stuff. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or putting on a bad show and being like, I'm not really watching this, but then you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sort of related to all of that, mm-hmm. you just did an awesome blog post for Audio Kinetic about... Being an ethical employer. Yeah, I did. I think my tie-in is I think being smart about the financials of your company like this is part of being an ethical employer. It's directly tied to it. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, so Audio Kinetic asked me to, newer, newer from Audio Kinetic asked me to do an article after my micro talk two GDCs ago. Yep. I did a little micro talk on my thoughts on ethical employment, and I kind of froze a bit. I didn't really want to throw my opinions on employment out there as someone that has only been an employee for a couple of years. Yeah. And then get smashed by uh, all the Well, from my, my experiences. All the blah, blah, experienced blah. people in the industry for, you know, being an ignorant fool and not thinking about all these particular scenarios and yeah. stuff. So I did want to sit on it for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. things did happen in that time where, where I came up with pretty, some pretty important salient points. That I didn't have at the time yeah. as well. So I finally felt kind of okay to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that also made me a bit nervous was Colin Northway, because I was talking about, you know, how I'm pretty passionate about ethical employment as a topic, and maybe I would like to do that's Like, I don't really have any GDC audio talks, I feel like, submitting lately. Yeah. What I'm more interested in is contractor relationships and employment mm-hmm. eth- ethics. So I'd mentioned that, and Colin, Colin was like, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like before you can go to start doing talks on that kind, you have to majorly fuck up at least once. Yeah. At least once. And I don't feel like I have. Yeah. So, so I was still pretty insecure from that <laughs> sense. But then at the same time, I was like, well, I haven't. So maybe I'm actually kind of good at this. Right. So, I, well, yeah, I was taking a risk writing that article afraid I might lose a lot of respect or be seen as a poser mm-hmm. from uh, more experienced people in the industry, but that hasn't really happened, so that's nice. No, all I've seen is positive. <clears throat> There's been a lot of positive feedback. Stuff from it. And I I feel that people that might be negative about it are potentially coming from a an old guard, mm-hmm. this is the way it is, was, should be, without them actually why thinking through the whys of things and you know i think there's a lot of the the bad habits of the business of games is from like well this is the way we've always done it and not 
taking yeah. a step back and going, well, but why is it that way? Why does it, it doesn't have to be that way? But I, yeah, and I'm also self conscious about my lack of tri- AAA experience and dealing with financiers and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I know that these bad cho- decisions are made so high up the chain that there really yeah. is nothing that the audio lead can do about no, it. No, totally. Probably. Yeah. Aside from, you know, everybody just rioting or something. <laughs> it, it all has to be done together. Yeah. So so I am pretty self-conscious about that. But at the same time, there are a lot of, yeah, defending old guard things that are just bad. Yeah. Because that's how it's always been done. Or, like, it's just, uh, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. And my and I'm trying to make my studio and Clay is an example as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make my studio an example of how it, we can do it. Yeah. Without crunch. Yeah. And Clay does it very yeah. well. Clay also, but a lot of people will say, like, well, Clay has Don't Starve. They've got a successful game that is providing income for, and they don't have to worry about the stuff that much. We don't have that. We mm-hmm. are a contractor with a few a few moderate successes. Yeah. A lot of games that have flopped and yeah. just we're thrifty and we're careful. And I try really, really hard to make sure that everyone can stay employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do not crunch. We've managed to be eye, eye crunch, but infrequently. Yeah. I, and, it, and it still shocks me, like, the level of crunch that a lot of AAA studios do. We're talking, like, months. Yeah. Like, when, I, when, I, when I'm talking about me crunching, uh-huh. it's, like, maybe four days. Where I'm, you know, pulling some 16-hour days or something. Yeah. I, I Like, I worked pretty hard last month, and I think I logged, like, 200 hours. Mm-hmm. And that was wrapping up Wandersong. And, and that was all me, mm-hmm. imposing that on me, though. M didn't have to do that. And she was yeah. finishing Wandersong as well. Yeah. So it, it can be done. Uh, I got a really good response on Slack today, though, that was saying, you know, there's value to crunch from a creative standpoint. Sometimes people get their best ideas when they're crunching because artists have a tendency to overthink uh, things. It was Neil on, on Slack. Mm-hmm. Artists have a tendency to overthink things and just fill the time, and then they're just crunching themselves anyways by the end. So if it's mandated and I, I honestly, I don't, I don't agree with much of what was said in at that end of the. Yeah, the, the, I, I do the agree that sometimes pressure. Uh, I agree that pressure can cause creativity i don't think it's worth the cost um i'm i'm somebody who works really well with with deadlines Mm -hmm. and that so that's a like i work under a crunch style like mentality Mentality. in that like i need to get this done by five o'clock yeah so i think it's so like i i can work really quick and really creative under under a time crunch Mm-hmm. Not crunch in the broader sense, but of, not exhausting yourself. Not not in the like we're working twelve hours a day for months on end. It's like you got to get this done by five. I mean, you've got two hours. I'm like, right, yeah. it's gonna get done. Yeah. So that, I would assume that's the same kind of pressure, really. You know. So, yeah. but that pressure can come from there, from like, yeah, you got to get it done by five. Mm-hmm. You don't have you not you don't have till ten p.m. to get it done. Yeah. You've got five because you're going home after that. Right. You know. So, uh, and I think whatever. The positive somebody might get out of this crunch can be achieved via different means, and and that the negatives, the, the the burnout and everything is so much more negative that it outweighs any sort of positives yeah, you're going to get from it. That, and I don't I don't know a single studio that I know of that crunch isn't mandated from somebody on high. It is it, I've never seen it that it was somebody's like a junior audio person's choice. Yeah. 
either officially or unofficially, it was mandated from above them. Yeah. You know? And Which I believe is abusive. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it's, it just, I don't see anywhere that this problem in our industry comes from anywhere from anywhere that's positive enough to justify it. Mm-hmm. And, and defending it is just like, we're not, I feel as an industry at a point where we can defend it because it is so heinously wrong that we just need to change it and make it go away. Yeah. You know, that like any, any defending of a bad thing, like there's too much bad. I mean, all we did was, all I did was make the decision that we weren't going to do it. Yeah. And we didn't. And that's where my creativity came from, I guess. Yeah. Is that I have a, like pressure does breed creativity, but Mm -hmm. my pressure was like, we have to, we we're not going to crunch. So we have to figure out a different yeah, you way can to get this stuff done. Like we're saying with me, I'm like, oh well, I got to get it done by the end of the day. The end of the day is you know six o'clock when I leave, not mm-hmm. end of the day midnight. Yeah, right. So, and I'm sure my clients are a lot nicer than AAA financiers. Mm-hmm. For but sure. My but with my clients, I just tell them we don't work on weekends, and yeah. and if someone's not around, I don't expect them to answer. Um, if if a client is asking questions at 9 p.m. May, I might chime in and just be, and I'll just be like, M can answer this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maris can answer this tomorrow. Yeah. They're off the clock. Yep. Right now. And it's pretty, e- if, and it's, it's never happened that someone has been like, no, we need the answer right now. Mm-hmm. No one's ever said that. Cause it's pretty easy to argue back and just be yeah. like, we, you know, you're being unethical. That would sound really condescending. <laughs> uh, but I would just say we work we work regular hours. I respect the health of my employees and yeah. their and their spare time. We we make video games. Exactly. Nobody, nobody's gonna die. Nobody's dying. You know, like it would be very that I would love to know what situation it was that a video game answer needed. Yeah. To, I mean, I mean, <laughs> was needed in order to save a life. <laughs> I've I've definitely worked with people who that seemed to be their mentality. Like, yeah. We've got to crunch. We've got to do this because ah. It's like, man, what's what's the absolute worst thing that happens? Our our date slips. Yeah, and we lose some money, and that's it. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody is dying, so we should all try our hardest. And you know, but come on. Yeah, should we enjoy what we do? Yeah, and that's <laughs> what that that's why the title of my blog was Dream Job. Yeah, um, that's what a lot of us get into this industry thinking it's going to be, mm-hmm. and I think we should try to make it that yeah as as best as we can yeah because it is so common that people get this job and they're so excited about it mm-hmm. and then they're just beat down within the first year and yeah. they're out, think, out of the industry forever i think it's potentially easier um for independent indie sound design people you know who are contracting for themselves and making their own companies and stuff to mm-hmm. sort of draw that line in the sand um, because there's there isn't these giant stockholders and stuff, shareholders and people looming over all of it that want their piece of the pie mm-hmm. when it's when it's just you and you're dealing with another independent game developer, um, you've got a much more personal relationship and you can you know talk to them and be like, yeah, I don't I don't answer emails after six. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll get to the next day. It's like it's. I think it's easier for us to draw the line in the sand. Then when you're like, "Well, I'm a I'm a triple A sound designer. You're just one part of this massive, huge team, and you have no say." Yeah. You know, and it's way harder when you're like, "I'm in this. I want to change this, but man, it's tough." Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. So yeah, basically, there are a lot of triple A things that I'm really sick of, and sick yep. of seeing, and sick of hearing about, 
sick of hearing about hearing my friends getting laid off entire entire teams at a time yeah. without the companies making eff- any effort to like they're they're not they're obviously not valued like and if they're told that they're valued they're lying because if they valued their talents and they're skilled and they valued them as people and as employees they would they have a lot of money and they would make an effort they would they would be creative themselves to find work for these people yeah if you if you're smart business people you know how to make these people's skills turn into money <laughs> yeah you know, I know Jamie hires people without any plan at all, just because he knows they're good. Yeah, and I, and that's I think smart business. Your value is your team. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a number on a sheet. It's not a. It's not a metric of yeah. work hours per person. Yeah. something. My first, my first, my first and only AAA interview. Yeah, which was not really an interview, and I won't like go into where it was. Uh, I didn't get the job because I was really just going to tour the, tour the studio, but an in, impromptu interview, interview happened. Yeah. happened. Um, and I, I didn't get it, and, but I also I didn't want it by the time the tour was done. Right. It was a pretty bleak studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't seem like a workplace that appealed to me. Nice people, obviously. Yeah. But then the person that interviewed me was laid off within a year after being with that company for 10 years. Yeah. Due to restructuring, quote yeah. unquote. And yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> shouldn't happen yeah yeah i've got some s- stories that i won't say on air yeah <laughs> um should we get to some questions sure happier topics maybe yeah, yeah. less angry well less no it doesn't need to be angry i, I get angry <laughs> we, we it's this is supposed to be uplifting it's and it should be something to strive for yeah 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 i think i and, think you're, and to demand mm-hmm. it's it's showing it's possible so mm-hmm Everyone follow into the breach. Yeah, the <laughs> details are in the blog. You can yeah. read it on the blog. We didn't really go into any of them. Um, okay, cool. Questions. 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 Um, Mark Kilborn asked, uh, someone asked me recently, and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts, what advice can you offer on dialogue mixing? How do you process and master, quotes, I hate that term, your, <laughs> brass, your assets? What processes do you apply? How do you mix them in the game, etc.? I hate mastering. I hate the term mastering for sound effects so much. I have no idea what it means. I I <laughs> I think I hate the term mastering for sound effects almost as much as I hate the misuse of the word foley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah, are yeah. like two there. totally pet pet peeves. Yeah. And then mastering the sound effects. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Okay. My my dialogue mixing. Yep. I'm surprised Mark is asking us because Mark is good at everything. <laughs> uh, I like using FabFilter Pro MB. Yep. I love it on dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does my chain look like? Usually I've got an EQ at the front and then I have Pro MB and then I might have another EQ because I'm indecisive. <laughs> and uh, we all we always work with studio stuff, so our jobs are easy. Yeah. Our jobs are so much easier than a film oh, dialogue yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, we don't have to do any of that or for, for sure. So yeah, I just generally I'll use my I use my Pro MB to keep my peaks under control without having to notch them out because that's something I've learned about human human language is that the resonance areas they move around right. a bit with their with their voice boxes they they're a bit consistent but I I don't like notching out resonant peaks mm-hmm. as much as I like controlling them with Pro MB uh, so that we still have fullness but they're not notched out when they need to be yeah. Because it's such an amazing plugin. Sometimes I'll <laughs> use like three Pro MBs if there's a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. And then I'll throw a limiter on the top. Sometimes I'll use, uh, this would be rarely for be for studio stuff, but I have used, what's the Waves auto level leveling thing? Um, I forgot the, the Vocal Rider thing? Yeah, Vocal Rider. I've used it in the past, but eh, yeah. it's just a, 
I, I kind of have trouble telling someone what the difference between vocal writing writer is and just a compressor. It's just a gain. A, to, it's, to it's my just knowledge, because I'll use a gain knob. Yeah, and it, a compressor just, is a gain knob that only kicks in at a certain amplitude. Uh, vocal, the, the vocal one. For, it, it, you give it a range of a top and a bottom. Where you want it in, and and when it gets out of that range, it pulls the gain. Yeah, so I guess it kind of expands that. as well. Yeah. So it's almost an expander compressor. Yeah. Uh, so that one's kind of cool, but I don't really use it that much. I find I can usually just get there with compression. Yeah. As far as um, getting you know, the levels up. I'll use it. I'll use that at times to uh, just quickly go through and level stuff mm-hmm. before any processing. Oh, okay. Right? Just so instead of uh, having to go through and like clip gain everything, I want everything pretty consistent before I'm doing my processing. Mm hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to use my compressors as like tame, like really like bringing them in. It's like more of just making the sound, um, I want. So I'll, I'll use a surgical EQ off the top. That's just clean and doing like my cuts. Yeah. Um, and stuff. Uh, then I'll use, uh, two to four compressors. Right. The gradual compression thing. I've been slacking su- on that. It's super, does, yeah. It's cool. Uh, do about like. 2 dB of compression with each one and they get faster as you go so mm-hmm. it's it's it makes a lot like heavy compression really subtle yeah um and then i'll potentially put a colorful eq and a colorful compressor mm-hmm. after those that are more just for flavor of yeah. stuff do you ever de- use deessers i've just been using uh, pro mb instead of a deesser yeah lately. yeah sometimes i'll have a deesser in there that'll be before the giant compressor bank mm mm-hmm. mhm I'll, I'll DS it. Yeah. So it's like there's a may, maybe there's a DSer and there's a cleanup surgical EQ just to like get rid of the real garbage I want it gone. Mm-hmm. And then I get into like flattening it out and colorifying it in the, the way that I want. You know? Yeah. I don't I don't really use uh, strict saturation plugins on my dialogue, but I'll be using like dirty compressors and EQs to get some some weight. Yeah. From from that a little more. So. Musical life or something. So usually, yeah, I have a big chain. I like. Yeah, I hate dialogue editing, but I love making processing chains for my dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I always do after export. I yep. always do a D click with mm-hmm. RX yep. four random band. Yep. Um, but I'll, that's really all. I'll do a D click before I do any of the processing. Actually, I do it after because the processing can exacerbate yep. the clicks. Mm. So you can D click beforehand, but mm-hmm. then they might be clicks that it didn't catch. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. After it goes through so all the compression, they're going to be really loud. Yep. Good tip. Yeah, I learned that from oh a job I'm not allowed to talk about. So never mind. Um, <laughs> years ago. And then uh, as far as like in-game mixing, I don't do anything special. I try to get everything consistent so that I. I'm not having to mix events on their own, mm-hmm. you know, as much. I get the dialogue is sitting as well as I can all together so that it's a ride the whole group. Yeah. Do you ever do the, you know, the movie dialogue always at the center thing? Or do you generally um, put it on characters? It depends on what the function is. We we have done so few things. Yeah. And uh, the remastering of Market Ninja is the first game we're doing in surround here. Yeah. So that one, the 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 dialogue from the cutscenes is in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not in the in there, then it's on the characters. Yeah, because because uh, especially in that game, it's it's the guards talking, and you need to know where the guards are. Yeah, That's stealth game super important. Why we have that dialogue? Yeah. So 
We placed it on. We placed it on the. Oh, actually, we did a mix. This yep. was actually kind of fun for Buddy in the American Dream because that's the that's the biggest dialogue game we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it wasn't huge, two thousand something lines. Yep. But which was a lot of files, mind you, because multiple takes. But um, we put we put it on the character, and and that was fussed, and that was three D. Mm-hmm. But we also had Maris do up a little custom wet dry on the three D. Mm-hmm. So it's. There's a bit of 2D in there for clarity as well, which was kind of neat. Cool. Um, And then uh, Emily asked, kind of related, any tips on directing voice talent, which I did point her to one of our other podcasts. Yes. Had some. We have two two podcasts with uh, voiceovers, artists Mm -hmm. um, from GDC, and then we did one with Michael Dobson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell her. Check out the Michael Dobson one. Um, My sort of super quick and dirty. Uh, don't ever line read to anyone. Um, give them as much room to do their acting as possible. Yeah, I do line. I do line read sometimes. Only when I want a specific inflection, mm, yeah, not, not accent or anything. I'll usually just be like, "This is the." Yeah, I've been trying really hard not to do line reads because yeah. li- doing After a line done it a few times, and, and usually I'm working with Michael Dobson and he doesn't care. So. <laughs> yeah, it's but it is the most hated. Yeah, by um, most act most most voice actors hate it more than anything. Um, so I've been trying and, really hard. Oh, describe line reading. By the way, to. line reading is um, taking the line that is the actor is supposed to do and doing it exactly how you think it should be done, which is bad because you're not a voice actor. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not letting them act versus yeah. giving them a similar line with some of the feeling you want. Like don't. Don't read the line to them. Mm-hmm. It's it's give them a, a like something similar with the kind of like inflections you're after, but like not exactly what they're is in front of them. Yeah, let them interpret. Um, other things provide context. Yep. Don't yep. bring don't bring don't bring someone in and don't tell them what the game is about or what their character is like. Let them know what the character is like. Give them references. Mm-hmm. Um, give them time. I think you know. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't put too much pressure on people. They want to get done fast too, because the faster yep. they're done, the more they get paid uh, for their hour if they're done and the, in under an hour. The more you can um, give that reference stuff up front before anyone even gets to the studio, totally. the better. Like give them a chance to like think about it, think on it, yeah, of like what they're going to give you. So mm-hmm. and do all your screaming at the end. Yes. So yeah, skip. Yeah, do that all in the row, and don't don't book someone for an entire th- entire thing of screaming. Jesus no. <laughs> they'll hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Isabella asked, any thoughts on the merits of ridiculous placeholder SFX slash giving yourself permission to laugh at your own process? <laughs> I, I don't think I've done necessarily done that intentionally, but I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I like it. I really like it when placeholders are just like, boink. Right. Impact. Impact. <laughs> impact. Yeah. I like, I like placeholders. But we don't do them that much ever. We usually just do the sound. Yeah. Yeah, I like when I'm going to do placeholder, I like placeholder that's, like, very placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to be, like, forget. Or, or yeah, have people fall in love with it. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be bad enough that pe- no one will be like, oh, I like that one. Yeah. I, I miss the old sound. Yeah. No! <laughs> it's from the Hanna-Barbera <laughs> library. We're not keeping it. Um, so I think that's that's a great idea. And, I mean, I we, amongst the audio people, 
here at Clay, we definitely laugh at our own process mm-hmm. all the time. Like, we're making stupid sounds with our mouths all the time. And we, like, we pass around old audio clips. Like, a bunch just went around the other day. Of There's there's a famous one of me swinging a ruler and hitting myself in the head. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's not related to anything. And it's not going to the game, but it's like... Can you insert it into the podcast? Yes. Right here? Yeah. Sweet. Oh, God. I fucking hit myself in the head. <laughs> oh, right in the fucking corner of a ruler on the head. <laughs> that was me swearing. <laughs> And some other, like, Danny has taken some and, like, run them through, like, fil- crazy filters and stuff. And it's just, like, yeah. they're funny, and we share them with the team. And, yeah. They, you know, yeah M, M has done a bunch of good ones. Yeah. M, M, com- M did a compilation of her outtakes from <laughs> a, a camping and recording trip where she's trying to be really quiet a whole bunch, but and then just <laughs> describing all the weird stuff that's going on in her mistakes. Yeah. I think that's on her SoundCloud. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's she awesome. also did, I think one of her biggest tweets ever is she took a bug that... Was in Water Song. Yep. Where the bartender just kind of floats up to the ceiling and bounces off the ceiling and then comes back down. <laughs> and she just did a linear sound design edit for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Um, all right. Luca asked, how many kagas would a bakaga if a bakaga could kakaga gakaga? Seven. Good. Good to know. <laughs> I wasn't even sure how I was going to read that. <laughs> Simon James said, thoughts on long-term effects of working on headphones every day. Do you feel you'd be at a higher risk of hearing damage as opposed to working on monitors? I think uh, volume levels are the same for either in that if you listen too loud, you're going to damage your hearing. You just I've been on headphones for years. Matt now. Mix is so quiet, it's crazy. <laughs> I mix way louder than Matt. Yeah. Or I work way louder than you, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't work at 85. No, not God. even close. I mean, you definitely can't work at like eighty-five or seventy-nine or something on headphones. Like that's no, a, you can't follow. Well, these... I don't even. Can you even measure that? Like I don't. I don't <laughs> even know. So, um, squeezing so, a decibel meter between your headphones. So yeah, you, you. I think you just have to be aware, just the way you would be aware of mixing on a fair. Yeah, spare just speakers. don't mix at levels that hurt. It's not. Yeah, I'm. I. I don't really care about the eighty-five thing. The mm-hmm. the perfect sound thing. I. I mix at a level that is comfortable because that's how most people are going to be listening. Yeah. And because I'm not working in the movies. Um, yeah. Most of, most of our players are going to be playing on headphones or small speakers. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be cranking it so that it hurts. Yeah. And if they're listening how, <laughs> loud enough that it hurts, I don't even know if they'll be able to judge if it's good or not because it's painful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just I'm... We're not audiologists. Yeah. Ask, ask a doctor. It might be worse to work on headphones all day, but not if it's super loud. I don't see how it could be. Yeah. So just be aware. Be aware yeah. of your, your your levels. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say this person's name. Let me see. Ugerkan. Orkan. Orkan. There you go. They asked. From Turkey. Um, is there any tips on creating creative and expanding a local game audio game dev community? Uh, meetup.com is what I used. Yep. Um, I've been slacking off. I need to find someone to take over the meetup group for me. Yeah. I've, I haven't been doing anything, and, and Miguel's, I, Miguel's moved to Toronto. Yeah, I haven't had the energy to do anything. I, I used to be in charge of the, the casual meetups, mm-hmm. and I just dropped off yeah, on that, doing it's, that, too. It's a lot so. of work. Rachel might, Rachel might come in and help out. Yep. Not that I want to put more on her. <laughs> 
Um, but she's good at it. Yeah. Uh, um, she's really good at organizing. Weezemeetup.com. Uh, how did it grow? Word of consistency. mouth. Consistency. Yeah, me, being consistent was the most important thing. I think that's when you're building any sort of community around this, it's it's consistency. So you you pick a time every month, and mm-hmm. that's I – th- I think don't do it too much and do it consistent. So I think once a month is a great amount of time yeah. between meetups. And you and you go, you pick a day and you do that day every month, regardless mm-hmm. of other people going, Oh, it would be better if it was on the Wednesday instead of the Tuesday. Yeah, or like, oh, I'd really like it the week before that. Happy. I'd rather have it be in a different spot. You know? Yeah, just you we pick couldn't a, really do a you can't make decisions by committee. No, no. So you 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 pick something that, you know, you feel works for the majority of people and you stick with it and you do it consistently for a good while and even when you know two people show up you you do it again the next time you just yeah i think that consistency really helps build stuff because then people can count on it yeah that's worked for our podcast yeah it's worked for the meetup group it's worked for indie indie bat or audio bash yep it's worked for smarter every day mm-hmm. like if we weren't consistent that channel would have gone nowhere yeah i'm sure um and then, and then once it reaches a certain point you can stop being consistent yeah yeah then people want to seek it out yeah um, so you got to be consistent for a good good chunk of time until it's big enough, and you just have to do a lot of like grunt work of spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out where the people in your local area communicate via Twitter, Facebook, uh, I don't know, Discord channels, Slack channels, whatever yeah. it is. Just constantly get the word out there. You have to sort of be like an annoying level of like we're doing the thing again. Yeah, you there's can even go again. into other other groups and like maybe there's an maybe there's a local audio engineering group. Yeah, and you want to be like, hey, I'm starting up a specific yeah thing. If anybody not, is also not, in- mu- not music related, you know, mm-hmm. if anybody's interested in that, we're gonna be yeah going over here to talk about that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all right, you're up for name names. pronunciation again. I did again. mispronounce Ugerkan. It's I have no idea how to how it's said but i have talked to them on twitter before yeah nicolage dahan nicolage that's Nicolaj. cool uh day-to-day sound design practicing do you have any methods for keeping developing your skills keeping in shape i'm currently studying sound design which is sometimes very theoretical so would like a good method to keeping my hands dirty yeah i mean just make a sound yeah <laughs> it, it is just to keep yes yeah. to stay um, hands-on i'm i'm lucky enough to be doing sound design every day yeah as my job like basically every day I need to make sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't need to do anything extra because it's just constantly happening. And and the way I make sounds, I want to um, be as creative as I can every time I do it. So I'm constantly recording new things, trying out new plugins. Like that's just naturally how I want to work. Uh, when, when I was a struggling freelancer mm-hmm. who did not have a lot of work and was not working every day, I, I just made stuff up and... Uh, two of the things I sort of made up for myself to do was I found a site that would sell one-off sound effects that was easy for me to sign up for to deliver content to Mm -hmm. and was like, right, I'm going to make sounds for this service. So I have no job today other than finding work. I'd be like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make some monster sounds and put them up on this website. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... I actually went through the website and started to find where their holes were, where they didn't have any content. Like, they'd have tags, Mm -hmm. but there'd be no sound effects for sale (laughs) under that tag. So I'd be like, oh, there's no race starts. Like, three, two, one, go! So I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, I'll make a bunch of race starts. And then I'm the only one in that category, and it's something creative to do. So I would just sort of make little lists of of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also started uh, making sound effects that I would offer up for free, 
for short periods of time on my company blog. Right. That was not so much about getting any attention from myself, but just keeping myself working. So it'd be like, this week, I'm going to make monster sounds. Next week, I'm going to make some UI sounds. I would just pick a category and make sounds for it. Yeah, it's kind of, you are your own manager and you are your own boss. Yeah. And if work doesn't exist, you give it give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, give yourself um, work. So just like... um Make a list of sound, you know, categories or game types or something. Or a, or a trailer you'd like to redesign or... Yeah, and um, just, you know... Or, or just go buy a fruit. I think that was a th- something we said <laughs> the other day or a, a few months ago was yeah. just get a thing. Or this was one of my, this was one of my tips, yeah. one of my game audio tips. Right. It was like get a thing, yeah. record everything you can with that thing. Right. Break the thing. Yeah. Record the everything you can while breaking it. <laughs> yeah. Then record all the broken pieces. Yeah. And then, yeah, until you until it is exhausted. Go to the dollar store. And then store. go edit it, and then you have this whole cool new thing. That's not necessarily design, yeah. but it's a large part of it. Add, adding to your library is one of the most important parts of design. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go to the dollar store and, like, poke at a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Go to the hardware store and, like, shake things and mm-hmm. hit things and find something cheap that, you know. Yeah, it's extremely untheoretical. Yeah. Yeah. Total yeah. opposite. <laughs> go to go to the thrift store and like find an, an old broken yeah. hi fi that has a bunch of cool buttons. <laughs> yeah, there's like just looking around our studio in here right now. There's so much junk in here that makes so many good sounds. I'm sure. Yeah, we've got some um, panels from when they uh, they renovated this place. No, this doesn't sound that great actually. That's a like <laughs> foam sword I got from a dollar store to try out some whooshing stuff with. Matt and I are kind of passing a soccer ball back and forth. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know why that's in here. There's a pipe, piece of pipe, you know. I don't know what that blocks. is. Is that a piece of this furniture? Was a, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it, it was a, a rolling chair. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like it was being, it was broken and being thrown. I'm like, give me that metal piece. Yeah. I'm keeping that. <laughs> yeah. Everything is valuable when you're a sound designer. Yep. It also means you can write everything off. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I needed this, I needed this pulsar to uh, record it because <laughs> uh, putting it in a racing game, it's all pulsars. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, <laughs> I, I find a weird uh, satisfaction too of going into a hardware store and being like, I need um one foot of this chain. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> and and one foot of that other chain? Actually, all the chains. Can you just give me one foot of each one of them? <laughs> and I'm gonna need one of each nail. <laughs> <laughs> I I did I bought I bought a bunch of like really short lengths of chain one time. Yeah. And uh, a variety of single bricks. Right. So I'm like, I need one of the the brown brick and one of the like cement brick, and it's just like, hey, I got a bunch of like. What bricks. are you building? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really small. <laughs> um, and there is our questions for That's all our this questions. episode. Okay. Yeah. There we go. That's a podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, maybe we'll closing see closing announcements. Anything coming up? Mm-hmm. Uh, Audio Bash is not planned yet, is it? Nope. No, no, no. We just you just had it. We just I, did that. I missed it. Next one will be January. Okay. Okay. So that's a ways off. Okay. Uh Seattle slash Bellingham slash Portland slash Vancouver speakers, particularly from underrepresented groups. Please get in touch if you'd like to speak at Audio Bash. Please do. We're always looking for, for speakers for that. Yeah. And especially if you have never spoken before. Yeah, yeah. We definitely kind of wanna provide an opportunity for people to um get in front of not that big of a crowd that is very easy welcoming. Audience. Very yeah. easy. Very welcoming. Yeah. Um, it's a great place to do a first talk. Yeah. So come on down. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, Wandersong.